If you uh, want to hear a little bit earlier, thank you so much, Bobby, for sharing with us this morning. We're looking at page 626. 626, the Lily of the Valley. Here lost today, Lord, we ask that you would just touch them in a special way. 
let them know that it, it's not as hard as the world and they'd like to make it out they just accept that free gift that, that, that you give to us Lord we ask that you would just be with each and every one of us let us just do your will today in this service thank you again for all your blessings Lord in Jesus name we pray Amen. Look to page, you be seated. Look to page 746. He keeps me singing. He keeps me singing.
songs about Jesus. You know, I know Jesus has done miracle things in my life. Done lots of things in my life. And if you got anything you'd like to share about what Jesus has done for you, you feel free. My Lord this morning. My Lord. Amen. 
Thank you for that choice of songs right there. Yeah, we're singing songs about Jesus, and I'm going to tell you right now. I would be standing up here right now if it wasn't for Jesus. God bless, right. you. God bless you, brother. We can't do anything without Him. Because of Him, I can sing. It's not how I sing. It's because I sing from my heart. Sing from my heart. And that's what we need to sing. We need to sing. Because of Jesus, because of Jesus, I live. And I will always sing. I'm going to share a song because of Jesus. Yes, brother Don. Wayne, we're talking about you guys being Jesus being our friend and everything, and what He does for us every each day. And right back there, my grandson and his wife and his two children. Two children. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. God bless you. Amen. 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 This song starts right here. We call it "Life Is Full and Sweet." Because of Jesus. Sure. Life is so full of sweet.
song is so true. <laughs> so true. Every word of it. Does anybody have anything before Brother Steve comes and on the wall? Bring your message this morning. Just mind the Lord. Mind the Lord. My brother Steve, you come. Let's bring your message. song right there don't do something to you um, because of Jesus and um, everything that's good that's ever happened to me is because of him is because of him not only him saving my soul but all the blessings that he has added to that um, heard old preachers call it icing on the cake uh, heard Brother Randy Bertram call it the nuggets that comes with salvation. But I tell you, um, all because of what he did. And he makes life worth living, doesn't he? Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see all of you today and and um, look back and we've got a good little number. Even though we got folks out today, we've got... Got a lot of folks visiting, and we appreciate you being here today, each and every one. Got some that was here last week that are back this week, and uh, appreciate all of y'all. I'm not going to go to trying to call names because I'll, I'll mess it up, but uh, but I appreciate each each one of you being here uh, today. I appreciate this young man back here uh, 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 telling about his accident and how he just quit believing. Also. Um, I have like three other things that happen to me like just like that. Hey, Amen. You want to tell? So it's like a prop knife that I have. It has like an eagle and Amen. Amen. 
if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, uh, our hope and prayer here as a church is that the Lord will, will deal with you and draw you and then that you'll do your part and, and, and trust in Him and believe to the saving of your soul. Just simple as that today. And so that's what we're going to trust in. If you're here today and you're uh, down and out or discouraged or depressed, I know there's a lot of that going on today. And if you're in that shape, we hope that you leave here uh, uh, more encouraged than you came today. Every so often, I need to be encouraged. I do. And, uh, uh, and I, uh, there's no better place to come than the house of God to get the encouragement that we need today. These, these folks that get on television and, and try to give me a prosperous, uh, how to be prosperous in life, they don't do a whole lot for me. But I tell you what, when folks go to testifying and preachers go to preaching and folks go to singing, that encourages me today because I know there's something about it that's true. Amen. I appreciate that. If you'll turn in your Bibles to uh, Romans, the 14th chapter, I have two places of reading that I'd like to uh, read to you. It'd be in Romans, the 14th chapter, and then over in St. John, I'd like to read a few verses in the ninth chapter of St. John and um, uh, try to tie these two verses together and, 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 uh, and, and just for a few minutes maybe testify of what the Lord uh, has given us. Uh, it's good to see uh, these back that have been out and uh, good to see the puckets back over here, Glenn and Chris, and, and uh, good to see Gene. We've been missing you, Gene, and, and uh, 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 these that are back. We've still got several out. Please pray for the Holmeses. Please pray for Mark Turquit um, and uh, Brother Robert and Sister Nell Ruth. Let's keep them in our prayers, and I know I'm missing some, but you know all who's sick and Let's, let's pray for them. But over in the uh, 14th chapter uh, of, the, uh, of Romans, and I'm, uh, I'm going to begin reading with the uh, 11th verse in the 14th chapter. And I want to ask you a question uh, before we get started here. Uh, how many of us like to be in a rush? I'm talking about have a deadline to meet and, and, uh, and time's getting short and you're trying to trying to get that. I don't see any hands up and I, I figured that. Um, I don't either. Uh, I don't either. I don't like to be in a rush at all. And uh, although I find myself a lot of times, Brother Bobby, that I've gotten myself in a position where I do have to rush, um, uh, Blenda and I uh, at the house, uh, we get in a rush about different things. Um, she believes that if you don't get to a doctor's appointment an hour or two before the appointment, that you'll be put in electric chair. And I, the way I look at it is I'm not going to go to a doctor's office and sit in the waiting room forever. I'm going to sit there long enough when I get there for my appointment. So she and I kind of differ on that. But I always, if I'm in revival or going to a revival or going to church, I'm always trying to get there early. And, uh, and especially being the pastor of a church, you don't want to be the last one there. And so sometimes she doesn't see the need of us being that fast to go. And so she and I, sometimes we get in a rush about different things. But, but I want to talk to us about something that we seriously need 
to uh, put on the front burner in our life. And, and sometimes that means that we have to, we have to um, get rid of some things in our life in order to accomplish this. And, and I have, um, uh, my dad used to talk to me about time management. He said, son, if you'll be a good time manager, you'll get stuff done. And I have learned that if I'm gonna get done what I really need to get done, that I have to let go of some things that don't really have to be done. So I, I don't know about y'all, maybe y'all will get everything done, but uh, but but uh, over in the 11th verse, the Apostle Paul here says in Romans, for he's written, as I, have, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. And that's as far as I want to read there. And then I'd like for you to, over in the uh, book of St. John, I'd like for you to look in the ninth chapter at some very familiar uh, scripture here when Jesus uh, uh, healed a blind man. And uh, in the ninth chapter of St. John, it reads like this. Uh, first verse, it says, And Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now, this is one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible, and I know we probably shouldn't have favorites, but I guess this scripture just sticks with me more. I've read it many times and preached on it and, 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 and heard it taught on, but um, the first thing these people thought is surely this family has done something that has caused their son to be born blind. Aren't we sometimes kind of judgmental when uh, uh, maybe a bad thing happens in a family or maybe two or three bad things, and if we're not careful, we'll get to thinking, reckon what they've done to bring that on. Well, these people thought the same thing about the parents of this uh, blind man here, that uh, somebody in the family had messed up to, to cause this to happen, but Jesus said here, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents. Jesus didn't, it didn't mean that this man nor his parents never had sinned. Jesus is plainly stating here, their sins didn't cause this man to be blind. That's what he's trying to get across to us. He said, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. There was a reason he was made blind, and that's so God might be glorified. And it said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh uh, when no man uh, can work. And that's as far as I feel like read, uh, reading there. And I'd uh, like for you to look back at the fourth verse here and, and look what Jesus said. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man uh, can work. And if the Lord uh, uh, be in our helper for just a few minutes, I'd like to dwell on the thought uh, of while it is day. And I want you to think about that uh, just for a few minutes, while it is day. And we realize uh, today that as Jesus here was uh, coming through and he was on a healing spree, he was, uh, he was preaching and healing people uh, here in this part of the Bible that we uh, read in. And, and, uh, and, and here came this blind man and and I really think that the question was asked to Jesus who did sin this man or his parents 
that he was made blind. I think there was a reason that that question was asked is so that Jesus, I could tell you and I today uh, that a lot of time it's not by our sin or a certain sin that we do uh, that brings trouble into our family. Now don't get me wrong, uh, you can certainly uh, bring trouble uh, to your family by the way that you live, decisions you make, things you do, amen. I've seen it happen too many times. I've seen families destroyed. Uh, strictly because of sin uh, today. But in this case, amen, uh, uh, the Bible teaches us uh, uh, that this man was blind. Uh, uh, not because God didn't like him, uh, uh, but because something needed to be done uh, that the people might see uh, uh, that God had power uh, uh, to heal the blind. Uh, he had power uh, uh, to give the deaf uh, uh, back their hearing. Uh, he had power, amen, uh, uh, to get the lame uh, back on their feet uh, and walk in again. Uh, he had the power, amen, uh, to take somebody that was possessed uh, by demonic spirits uh, who was chained out in the graveyard, amen. Uh, I left over there, foaming at the mouth, uh, got him out of town, got him away from everybody. Uh, uh, but he met a man named Jesus, uh, and before you knew it, he was clothed and in his right mind. Amen. amen. I'm going to tell you today, all of these things that took place in the Word of God are to ensure us and let us know today that He's got the power over everything. Amen. I'm glad He's still healing people today. Somebody said, boy, I wish I lived back over there when St. John wrote this gospel. I'm glad I live in 2023. I'm seeing the works of God every day. I saw it, amen, Vanessa, this morning in the church when I looked around and I saw the smiles on some faces and I saw folks singing to the top of their voice. When I heard the testimonies, amen, I could see the hand of God all in man, amen. But that ain't what I want to preach about today. I want to preach on the thought while it is day. And I want you to think about that just for a little while. When it comes to doing the Lord's work, and I don't want to put you in a rush today. I hate to be rushed. And I don't want to put you in a rush. But I want to tell you time is of the essence when it comes to the work of God. If you're here today and you're lost and undone without God, I want to ensure you today that time is of the essence today. Amen. I'm going to tell you while it's day, I need to be out working for the Lord. I need to be doing what he had me to do. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm saved as I can be. And whether or not I work for the Lord, I may do some suffering in this life if I let not to. But I'm going to heaven when I die. But I'm going to tell you something today. If you're lost and undone without God, time is of the essence with you. Amen. Boy, I tell you, I don't like to dwell on this. But listen to the obituaries. They're not all 80 and 90 years old and 100 anymore. Amen? You hear of all ages leaving this walks of life. Preacher, wish you wouldn't talk about that. I don't enjoy talking about it anymore. You do hear it. But I'm going to tell you, while it's day, while it's day, we need to work. While it's day, we need to get saved. I believe there's one place in the Scripture where it says, Today is the day 
of salvation. Amen. What day was he talking about, preacher? He's talking about right now. In the day that we live, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. Amen. Have y'all ever tried to do anything at night that's a whole lot easier to do in the daytime? Boy, I have. I do not like feeding dogs with a flashlight. Boy, it ain't no fun. You don't know what you're going to step in, and it's just, it's just they're jumping up on you, and you can't see, and it's just, it's a mess. Amen. I'd a whole lot rather get out there while the sun's shining. Amen. Or even if it's cloudy, just so I can see. Today is the day, amen. We need to work while it's day. Amen. I, I, I see as I, as I grow older every day, I begin to see, Brother Wayne, amen, that time is of the essence. Amen. A lot of this, uh, uh, I guess I do because I wasted so much time for God. Amen. I wish I could tell you that when I got saved, boy, that I got on the Jesus bus and I started working. But I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I had that attitude. Well, I sure am glad I met Jesus in the free pardon sin. But I ain't got time to involve myself in the church right now. But I tell you what, it's the best thing that I've ever done. Put myself in the church, be a part of it. Jesus let me know. He said, son, time is in essence with you. You need to work while it's day for the night coming when no man can work. Spiritually speaking, he's talking about when the night comes. And I'm not talking about tonight. When the night comes, when the end of time comes, when the end of time for our life comes, our work's over. Our work's over. Amen. I read to you some scripture there. Uh, uh, let me read it again. He said, For it is written as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. We need to praise Him now, or we can praise Him later, but we're going to praise Him. I've heard preachers say that, and, and, that in hell, there must be a prayer meeting going on like we've never seen. I don't know. I don't know. But the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. Amen. Those that uh, uh, there, let me just read to you. I, I, can't, I can't preach it any better. It said, uh, over in the book of Luke, it said, Then said one of them unto him, this is somebody uh, asking Jesus, he said, Are there few that be saved? This is what somebody asked Jesus. Are there few that be saved? Good question. Here's what Jesus said back. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut the door, and you begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know not which ye are. 
Looks to me like they they waited till the day was over, didn't they? Tried to go at night. Tried to go after it was all over with. But Jesus went on further and said what they would say. He said, Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. And this is the sad part, verse 28 of this. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves are thrust out. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? So that's the reason that, that the church wants to encourage you that today is the day. Amen. The church wants to encourage you. Preacher, uh, maybe, maybe there's more time than you think. Maybe there is, and maybe there's not. Amen. But the church wants to encourage you that while there's time and while there's opportunity, if Jesus said that the night cometh when no man could work, he said, I have to work while it's day, amen. If Jesus had to do that, surely you and I have to. Surely. Surely. Amen. Well, I'm so glad I'm saved, Brother Don. I am. I'm glad I'm saved today. I still go back and I think about that night laying in the bed, wondering about life, wondering about this and that. Gospel had been preached to me. Amen. I was laying there with no excuse. Amen. The devil was saying, you ain't got a counselor here by your bedside. You ain't got this and you ain't got that. You ain't at church. Amen. But God, I had to have to leave. I had to find Jesus. You see, it was day. And I was afraid that the next day would never come. So I had to find Him. And you know what? That counselor that I was worried about coming and talking to me that might need to might need to boost me a little bit, probe, probe me along. Jesus became that counselor. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he's not only a doctor, he's counselor. Amen. He's got a degree in everything. Amen. But I tell you what, I didn't realize till later on that time was of the essence, amen. And it is today. We want to see you find Jesus Christ while there's time and while there's opportunity, amen. I don't like being asked to preach a funeral of somebody that the family can't tell me whether they are saved or not or whether they even know. Amen. amen. I don't like that. I don't like that. So today, you can know while it's day, you can know. Amen. Lord had let me preach to a loss like this in a long time. But God's got a reason for it. And you're here today and you know exactly where you and God are. I don't know. I don't know myself. But you know exactly where you are. Paul said over in 2 Corinthians, 
Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The psalmist said, remember how short my time is. He was talking to God. He said, remember how short my time is. Over in James, he said, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. The importance, the importance of realizing that it's day and it's time to work. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. You wouldn't go out and try to herd up a bunch of black cows at night or you couldn't see them. They'd disappear on you. They'd hide and you couldn't tell what you was doing. But in the daytime, you can get it done. You can get it done. There's only a certain amount of time to work. <laughs> Boy, I hated when my daddy, he had this saying and I couldn't stand it. And it's when I was young and I liked to sleep late. And uh, he'd say, come on, son, let's get up. Let's make hay while the sun shines. You don't make any money sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I see now that with the work of the Lord, we've got to work while it's day. I want to go with a sense of urgency. As much as I don't like to be in a rush, I want to have yeah. a sense of urgency, Bobby, about this. I do. It's, it, especially sometimes the devil will numb us a little bit. He'll numb us. And he'll say, things ain't as bad as you think. Calm down, calm down. While he's just jerking people off. Yeah, in hell. Now, I hear of an 18-year-old at Douglas or Susan Moore or some school around here that loses their life in an automobile accident or some kind of tragic accident. And the first thing that comes to my mind, the first thing that comes to my mind is I hope they knew the Lord. Boy, I do. I hope they knew the Lord. And then, and then I get to thinking, boy, that gives me all the more reason to try to reach these others. That's right. With all that we've got while it's day. On its day. Now that scripture I read to you a while ago where Jesus used the example of the, of the master of the house shutting the door. And those that were in were in. And those that were outside knocking were time to explain to the master of the house what good deeds they had done. We've ate with you. We've supped. We've drank with you. We've, we've, been, we've, we've ate out with you. We've heard your teaching in our streets. See, that don't cut it. You've got to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. A born-again experience. Just to hear of Jesus, just to hear of God, that won't do it. The Bible said that the devils believe. The devils believe. Surely, 
Anybody believes in God, Satan does. <laughs> He's been bound from, since time began. The Bible says they believe in tremor. But while it's day, if you can make your way to find Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'm talking about a born again experience. Born again experience. What did he tell Nicodemus? Nicodemus said, Do I have to go back into my mother's womb and, and be born again? Nicodemus was looking carnally. He didn't understand. Jesus told him, said, that that's born of flesh is flesh, but that that's born of the Spirit is the Spirit. Amen. Oh, I'm glad I've been born. Aren't you glad you're born yes, again? Sir. Aren't you? Yes, Amen. Amen. Makes me want to work while it's day. Don't you ever think today that God doesn't know the difference. We, we talked about here a while back, one Sunday back, we talked about the difference God made in the Egyptians and the Israelites. How that He saw them different. And He proved them different when He sent the pestilences and the, the plagues down upon the earth. Let me tell you something today. He knows the difference when He closes the door. He knows the difference. Those that are His are inside. And when night comes, when time runs out and he shuts that door, that's it. How many of you had teachers in school, boy, I did, that if one or two people did something in the class that caused a problem and the teacher might not be in the classroom when it happened, and when she got in there and she knew somebody or two, two or three had done something and and she would say, uh, she would want the class to confess who it was and nobody would say anything. And she'd say, okay, I'm going to punish the whole class until somebody spits it out. Let me tell you something. God's not that way. He can separate. He can separate yeah. the oh, sinners from the saints. Sure he can. Yeah. Sure he can. Preacher, sure I thought he was no respecter of persons. He's not. That's the reason he gives you and I the same opportunity to be saved today because he is no respecter of persons, yellow, black, or blue, or white. I still believe they're all precious in his sight. And so he, he, gives us, he gives us a free will. He gives us a way that we can choose what we're going to do. Free moral agents, I believe, is what, is what we call it. Day is the day. It's work while it's day. I see the need more. I see more need now of visiting. I appreciate in the Sunday school class. That was a help to me, Bobby. We we've come to a time, and it's time that. And I'm glad here at Liberty Hill. I've never seen it, but it's time for churches to get rid of a bunch of this. Uh, 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 tradition stuff where if somebody don't look just like us we don't want them in come on I'm not crazy about nose piercing and all that I'm not crazy about it but I've learned amen that their soul is far more important than what I think about what they look like amen amen, yes. amen. the Methodist church is in a mess right now I don't know how many 
How many Methodists have been talking to me, one just yesterday, mm -hmm. and said, said, boy, we're in a mess. He said, once we started accepting homosexuality and putting it behind the book board, it caused a split in the church. Wonder why? He said, he said, churches that have been there forever. Coleman, that beautiful Methodist church over there in Coleman. Beautiful place. Went from way up there in the membership. They're down to 83. You know what's happened? We took our standards and we've dropped them and we've dropped them. I'm not talking about tradition. I'm talking about stuff that can be backed up in the Word of God. Come on, Fred. Hollywood has convinced us. Come on, Fred. CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS has convinced us that this is the norm. And that if you don't see it as the norm, you're not normal. You're a bigot and a hater. That's what they've done. So the church felt like they were in a pickle. So to show them love, I guess we better elect them to offices in the church. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You may be here today. You might be some of the congregation. I don't know. But I've told people, I said, I invite them to come. Yes. I do. Luke would love for them to come. Yes. I'll hug their neck and I'll tell them how much I love them. <laughs> and I'll try to preach just as hard as I can preach. And we'll sing just as loud as we can sing about Jesus. Amen. And we'll try our best to wean you over to what's right. Boy, you're being judgmental, preacher. No, I'm not. The book already has. Amen. The book already has. All we have to do is hold it up. That's it. The book already has. Boy, I need to be quiet. I could preach all day. I love each and every one of you. I do. But today is the day. Jesus said, I must work while it is day. For the night coming. He didn't, he didn't say, we're not just I can't work, but no man can That's work. Right. That's what he said. Jesus knew that, that when a person's life comes to an end, that's the night time for them. That's the night when no man can work. It's not when the, world, the Lord calls it into this thing, but it's when it, the end of your life comes. And I'm looking for the Lord just any time. Just any time. But if not, if it's several years down the road, then most likely I'm going to check out before then. But that'll be my night time. That'll be my night time when no man can work. When no man can work. You, you think maybe that, and I'm fixing to hush, begin this a song. You think maybe that that, um, and I don't know if there's a prayer meeting going on in hell or not. I've heard it said that. I do believe 
that every message that anybody ever heard of conviction, I believe that a person in hell will hear that again and see that and know that when it happened. Otherwise, you would be in hell not knowing why you're there. I've heard it said that people in hell will amen their own condemnation. That's saying, I was wrong and I deserve what I'm getting. A lot of folks won't do it while it's day. Just won't do it while it's day. Pride, uh, uh, social stature, everything in this world will keep a lot of people from working while it's day. From getting saved while it's day. But if you're here, God's God's unctioned you to do something while it's day. Whether it's whether it's just rededicate your life to it. Maybe it's that. Maybe He's unctioned you to, to get up and, and, and just go for it. Sometimes I need an unction and I do. Thank God for them preachers on the radio and and, 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 and some of these television preachers that help me when I'm kind of lazy, that help me to want to get up and go. And I hope that's encouraged you today. But most of all, if you're dying on your way to hell, come get it while it's day, while it's available. While it's available. Come on. Everybody's standing. If you 483. 483. <laughs> Whatever you need to do is between you and the good Lord today. No man being your judge here. No man uh, uh, telling you what you have to do. But the Holy Spirit has spoken to you and He's let you know what, you, what, you, what you're to do. Amen. Go ahead.